0: do you know how to recognize a control freak what are some of the red flags people need to look for in order to avoid sleeping with the enemy i mean who knows after this show you may find out your you're a control freak yourself all of this and more on the talk to q radio show buckle up hey what up q what up radio world What's going on, people? I want to welcome all of you to another episode of the Talk to Q Radio Show. My name is Quincy, and this is my show. And I'm broadcasting live from the T2Q Man Cave. It's September 7th, 2021. This is episode number 957. All right, so since it's the first show of a new month, let me do a little show maintenance out there for those of you who may be listening for the first time uh, or watching for the first time uh first of all well let me do this let me first shout out louisiana new york new jersey and everyone else that was impacted by hurricane ida uh there has been a tremendous loss of life and property and so my thoughts and prayers go out to all who were affected um, especially some of my former guests who are still without power in their homes so i hope that the recovery process goes well and goes quickly now as far as the show maintenance goes uh, please follow me on all things social media at Talk to Q. Wherever you find the show, please subscribe, follow, like, and share. You all have no idea how important that is to podcasters. Just a like can go a long way towards others being exposed to the show. Social media, you know, won't show things on other timelines if there are no likes and no shares. So you have to kind of generate that interest. So please like whatever links you come across and help push the show out there for me. All right. Thank you. Now, taking control, uh, excuse me, talking control freaks on tonight's show. And let me go to the T2Q phone lines and see who will be joining the discussion this evening. I'm going to start here first. And I have no idea what part of the country this gentleman is in, but he normally resides in the (laughs) sunshine state of Florida. Welcome on, Brad. Brad, what's happening, man?
1: Hello, sir. Uh, Right now I'm in St. Louis, Missouri. All right, St. Louis, Missouri. Yeah, there, too. Okay, who knows? I might show up on your doorstep.
0: <laughs> That's why my address is undisclosed.
1: Well, I got I got contacts.
0: All right, glad to have you back, man. Glad and you. let me go to the Lone Star State of Texas and welcome on this first timer, Ms. Chandra B. What's going on?
2: Not a whole lot. Thank you for having me.
0: Thank you for joining the show. And just tell the people a little bit about yourself, because you also have a show as well.
2: I do. Um, I'm actually, uh, I host the Chase Lounge Relationship and Dating Podcast. So um, I speak about all things relationship. And so that's, and I, I, I only do a show once a month, the third, the fourth Thursday of the month. So that's what I do.
0: All right. Great. Glad to have you on. We, we've we talked over the months and everything. And so I'm glad our schedules were able to align and you can join the show. Thank you. And for having me. let me go to the East Coast and bring on another first timer, Miss Stacy Cash. Stacy, how are you? I'm good.
3: I'm good. I'm hanging on in there as best as I can. How are you?
0: I am outstanding. And tell the people a little bit about yourself as far as what you do and what you have going on.
3: Um, A little bit about myself. Um, I live in outside of North Carolina by way of Houston, Texas. I also um, work with Chandra on the podcast called Coffee with Cream. And I also have identical twin sister, which we have a business called Twin Soul Productions, where we put on live music events with jazz artists, neo-soul artists, and so on. Um, Independent artists, pretty much, to give them more of a presence in the USA. Because, you know, we in America love to sleep on good talent
0: oh yeah most definitely we kind of seem to go with whatever mainstream puts out there and um a lot of people get slept on for real Mm
1: -hmm. so
0: you know i may i may want to talk to you about that twin sister thing because i had a topic about twins that i was kind (laughs) of formulating in my mind so i may have to hit you with that at some point so okay shout out to dre from the eleven thirty podcast All right. And I have a couple of show legends who have joined. And for those of you who are not familiar with the show, my show legends, man, they have legendary status because they've called into the show so much over the years. Like I said, I got like over 900 episodes and some of these folks have been on for like over 750 of them or more. So let me welcome on one of my show legends. From the 850 area code, the Emerald Coastline of Pensacola, Florida, making his way to the ring. The man in black, the Buckster. What's going on, Buck? I lost Buck. All right, at an intro and he just dropped off along with Brad. So I'm sure they'll get back in. So let me get this other show legend in and we'll start the show. From the 732 area code, the Garden State of New Jersey, Please welcome on the show enforcer, the show legend, Ray. Ray, what's happening? What do you do, Ray? what's going on?
4: Hey, how you doing, Baby.
0: All right. Buck is still on, and we'll wait on Brad to get back in. So let's go ahead and kick things off. You know, there are levels to being a control freak. You know, it's from mild to extreme. Now, dealing with a control freak can be stressful at times, and can even approach the levels of danger, okay? So, just for anyone who wants to answer, does anyone consider themselves a control freak or have you ever been in a relationship with someone who was a control freak? I have. You, you have Okay, you want to elaborate on how that was? Um, the first time I
3: well, the first time I experienced it was my sophomore year in college when I started dating this guy. And, um, he wanted to control who I, who I talked to in public, you know, what, what he tried to, he tried to control me, but he couldn't, but he was an extreme control freak from the way that if I stopped and, you know, spoke to an old guy friend of mine, he was standing next to me and clutch me by my elbow and, you know, like, we need to go, we need to go now. And I'm like, hold on, on." he said, and he would whisper in my ear and say things like I said, we, we need to go now. And at the time, I was young and dumb and full of calm, didn't know what was going on. You know, I was like, okay, you know, trying to keep the peace,
0: right? But,
3: um, he 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 was a trip. You know, he was a trip, and I will admit for myself, I control things to a certain extent, but that's only things that. I control from my end. I don't try to control anybody else. But when it's within my domain, when it comes to certain things that I deal with and the Mm -hmm. way that I am professionally, I know at times I can't put the control hat on, but it's not to the extreme where people are like, oh, I don't like dealing with her. I don't like working with her. But the guy that I was dating at the time, it, it went to a dangerous level to the point where that was the first time I was ever struck by a man. but the thing with me i'm a fighter so i would fight him back not really having really a lot of experience with dating guys because i came from a small pod town in texas so we were sheltered up under mom and dad but the dangerous extreme it went to is one time we were in an argument in a car and he hit me so hard in my face that i saw stars and in the process of me trying to regroup, he opened up the car, though, the, the passenger side and tried to push me out while he was driving. And that's when I was like, yeah, you know, he wants to control my every move. And because I was so defiant, it caused a lot of this between yeah. us.
0: Yeah. OK. Yeah. That escalated to a very dangerous level. Um, anyone else had a quick story to share as far as an experience or maybe you, you yourself Consider yourself in control, freak.
5: Yeah, I got one for you. Um, lady that I dated a couple of years ago. Um, I was with her for a year and a half. Um, before I moved in, she was real nice, laid back. wasn't a big deal. As soon as I moved in, she, she changed like overnight. Started timing me on my way home when I come home from work. Um, Introducing her friends. asking asked me strange questions that nobody's ever asked me before. Um, and then, you know, demanding, you know, she just had she had real bad, you know, she just she just real bad. I mean, it just, it didn't make sense to me because I'd never experienced anything, at the, you know, like that, especially for somebody that was a little older than me, who I thought they had the head on straight. It was really just bizarre. Um, it got to the point to where, you know, just have to part company you know you can't you, yeah this is not somebody you can be friends with so.
0: yeah and it's like this sometimes sometimes you just have to cut it off um and and there are quite a few tactics that control freaks will use in order to assume control over a person and we'll go over some of those techniques and chandra i'll, I'll start with you just to get your opinion on some things can a person restrict Or limit your time with friends and family be a sign of them attempting to control you?
2: Absolutely. Um, You know, one, those are definitely signs of, um, which also can be um, signs of power and control, which is abuse. And so you really want to be mindful. Um, Anybody that's trying to tell you how to dress, um, limit Mm -hmm. who you can talk to. Um, they really try and isolate you from your family. The people that you are the closest to, those are definitely going to be signs of uh, more than control, but more of a more abuse, if you will, power and control. So you have to be really careful. Now, sometimes it's caution and it's, you know, a lot of times it comes across as really sweet and charming. But um, if unchecked, it can really lead to something that is, A lot more dangerous than sweet and charming
0: yeah and ray i think she makes a good point because a lot of times some people look at it as oh this person just wants to spend time with me they love me and that's why they don't want me going anywhere um so ray talk about how
4: that can be a red
0: flag that some
4: people may ignore well i think it's how a person comes across a person is making a suggestion then that's the conversation. But I think if a person is telling you what to do, then that's when it becomes a problem. Because for me, I think it's either you can compromise or you can't compromise. You can't force anybody to do anything. So if you have a situation and it bothers you and they still want to do it anyway, then hey, you let them do it and you go about your business or whatever. You can't try to force them to do something they don't want to do or they can't see your side of it. So if they can't see your side of it, then maybe it's kind of a situation that, you know, you don't need to get too entangled up with, just let go. And I don't think a lot of people had that control of themselves to be able to let it go and say, hey, you know, if a person, uh, just like, you know, i had... Exes that you know just like to go out Thursday night, Friday night, or Saturday night, and this and that. You know, hey, you know, you can you can slow down on some of that, but they don't want to do it. You can't force them to do it. You know that has nothing to do with control. You're just making a suggestion. But if they don't want to do it, then you know you can go your for weeks. And I think that's the best way to handle it. But most people don't handle it like that. When somebody starts grabbing you in the collar and you know, and pulling up at your house unannounced and stuff like that, I think that's when it gets dangerous.
0: (laughs) Yeah, definitely. And we'll get to that in just a minute. I mean, but isolating people is just, you know, one of the things that people will do. There are very creative ways of doing this. Sometimes they will take you out as often as necessary just to monopolize your time. I mean, you think they're like Chandra said, you think they're being sweet, but all alone, they're just trying to get you addicted to them and wean you off of your family and friends. But also, by spending so much time with you, it can prevent you from having a long time, which is a very important to a person's sanity. But the control freak may be trying to keep you from your family and friends because they don't want you to have fun without them. Because if you have fun without them, then you don't need them, right? So, Brian, let me go to you. Is
1: being a control freak all about a person's insecurity? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. It's actually what was just going through my mind, because if you feel that you're more insecure with yourself, you're wanting to try to bring other people down to your level. And I'll admit, when I was younger, I was more of a control freak, um, more so with work, because I would I would tell people to do things even though I didn't have the authority. And when I did have the authority it was even worse. Um hmm. But it, it automatically it absolutely, you know, comes from comes from a place of insecurity. They want them to be put down to a, a place that's easier for them to control.
0: OK. And Stacy, do you agree with that? Do you think it's about insecurity that makes a person do that?
3: I 100 percent agree with that because. I was just having a, it's funny that we're having this conversation. I was just having a conversation with a friend of mine. He's a upcoming comedian. And he asked me the question, like, I don't understand why when I, you know, I was dating this chick and I don't, it just messed with my ego that she just couldn't get with the program or whatever, whatever. And I said, you have to understand that everybody is not built to date somebody in this industry, period. I said, because a lot of times it takes a mighty strong person to be able to deal with the fact that other women or other men were well, that's gonna come up in your face, that you got groupies, you got fans, this and the third, but they have to understand that when you're in that, <coughs> in that moment of what you're doing in the clubs, you're, you're at work, they have to understand you're at work. I said, because I know that I've experienced You know, calling myself having a boyfriend, and I'm I'm out, you know, trying to do an event, and I'm walking around the spot talking to different men and stuff. They too busy watching my move instead of enjoying the show. And when I circle back around with them, you know, it's slick. Oh, who that motherfucker? You talking to? You know, wow, I saw your ad. You know, just instead of saying, "Baby, I see what you're doing. Good job," you know, and I said to myself. You too insecure for me? I said because any man that's going to deal with me in this industry has to have a thick skin, has to be secure within himself to know that hey, she's at work, she's making her money. I'm not concerned about no other man up in here. I'm having me a good time, and when it's all said and done, at the end of the night, she's coming home with me. So yeah, I do think it is a level of insecurity because when you have insecurity, at times people with those type of feelings will manipulate you into certain situations or manipulate you to feel some kind of way when that's really not the case you understand what i'm saying they'll say certain things to you to try to make oh you you don't look right in that dress you may Hmm. be i may be slamming in that dress but to him oh you you don't you look a little bit too fat in that dress ain't nothing wrong with me in this dress (laughs) you know that's manipulation that's insecurity because he already know i'm gonna updo him Anytime I go out anyway, because when I step, I step point blank, period,
0: moving on, (laughs) moving on. Mm -hmm. All right. All right. Well, Chandra, what about um, when people try to reward you for exhibiting behavior that benefits them? Like, for example, they may say, well, I would probably have sex with you more if you just lost a little weight or things of that nature. Is that a form of control?
2: It is, but I want to I want to back up just a little bit, if, if that's okay, okay Q. Um, yeah. and, and the reason why I want to back up on that just a little bit is because what has to happen first is that first I have to win you over. First I have to convince you that I'm into you and all of this stuff, right? So first I have to get you in emotionally tied to me before I can start uh, calling you out your name, degrading you and things of that nature, right? And so mm-hmm. first I, I make you feel like you're on top of the world. I'm charming. I'm I'm all into you. Everything is about you in the beginning, and then it switches over. And so now um, I'll say things to you like, you know, if you lost some weight, I would be more attracted to you. Um, things of that nature, because I have to I have to get you to a point where you trust what I'm saying. If we just start dating and you say that, it doesn't matter to me. I have yeah. to get you to a point where you're all in. And then I can start using that, that tactic to crush you.
0: Mm. Boy, it's, 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 it's hard out in these streets. (laughs) It really is because you have people who it's, it's it's almost like a game to them, you know, and, and and they try to manipulate you in in a lot of ways. And it's easy for someone, for you to think that someone cares about you when they, they really just want to control you. And some of them will make you actually feel lucky to be with them. You know, that's like a form of control, so to speak. But uh, what about keeping score? And, Buck, I'll I'll go back to you on this. Is that a form of control, being a control freak when someone seems like they're always keeping score or, well, I did this for you and you can't do this for me type of stuff?
5: Oh, yeah, definitely. Because they try to make it's almost like they try to pull a guilt trip on you. To, because <clears throat> oh, I did this for you, did this for me, you know, and all that kind of stuff, just to try to make you feel guilty, like you have to do something for them, um, you know. It just it's just really unfortunate that some people are just so insecure to the point to where, you know, they'll pull any they'll pull any kind of tactic they can possibly take to try to keep you to themselves. Um, blocking all friends, or if somebody answers the phone, I mean, if they answer the phone, they see one of your friends that calls you f- fairly frequently. They'll pick up the phone and make up some kind of erroneous deal or whatnot. I mean, it was just, you know, it's just one of those deals where it's just really unfortunate,
0: no doubt. And Ray, do you agree, man, or you have a different take on it?
4: Well, I, I just think that, uh, you know. If you are with somebody, you should just uh, treat them the way you want to be treated. And I think if somebody that you're talking to doesn't give you the option to do what you want to do, then that's where manipulation starts. Like A lot of times I see these stories and movies are on it and stuff like that, but I don't really understand how that starts. Because if somebody puts you on a pedestal and then all of a sudden they tell you to sit down or shut up for this, this, and this. And you just don't understand where that came from. And then weeks and months and years and all that go by. How did they get that far? You know what I mean? And once somebody steps so far out of the pocket, until they get back in pocket, things can't be right. So, you know, I just think that um but it happens all the time because people listen to what. Other people say, but you got to be able to respect the other person's opinion. If their opinions differ than yours, then they may not be the one for you. That's why people split up every day.
0: At least that's why they should. That's for certain. And Brad, but, you know, scorekeepers like to play that guilt trip. The reason they keep scores because they want to make you feel guilty for not You know holding up doing your share so to speak so have you ever found yourself in a relationship where you felt like you were always apologizing for something because that person was trying to maintain that control over you by making you feel
1: guilty well you know me so you automatically know i'm always (laughs) apologizing for all kinds of shit but the this is what i want to say in regards to that is i think that the i think that tactic is probably a little bit more down the rung it's used but more so is the guilt trip from hey you don't you know this is our time together or hey i'm not feeling well hey i need you hey we need to do this for my family anything that's going to really involve those heavier emotions is going to be much more impactful and i think that the that scorecard is kind of a last ditch effort in those cases. And I, you know, I'm, I can't say for sure if I've ever done that in a relationship. Mm -hmm. I know when I was younger, I thought it, I thought it with friends, because I do this for friends. And, hey, you know what, you should be doing this for me, whether or not I verbalized it. Once in a while, I've been known to keep my mouth shut. (laughs) Once in a while. But I think it's a little bit lower down the rung as far as relationships. OK. And Chandra,
0: we've all been in a situation where we feel like maybe we've overextended ourselves to make accommodate someone. And this is outside of relationships, you know. Um, so is it really being controlling or, or is it a form of being petty or when you realize that, hey, I've done more for this person than they've done for me? I mean, can it, always, can it be a good thing every now and then if you realize that?
2: So I, I think that if you if you go into a relationship believing that everything is going to be 5050, then you're probably not in the right place, right? Because relationships aren't 50 50. Uh, relationships are sometimes 70 30, sometimes 40-60, sometimes a hundred on one end and zero on the other end, right? It, <laughs> it, all it just <laughs> it, it just happens that way. But it should, it should shift at times, right? Because there are times that I'm gonna completely have your back. And and I may be pulling all the weight because that's what you need. But the expectation, so is that when I need that, you're gonna do the same thing, you'll make that same sacrifice. Now, what happens sometimes is that doesn't happen. And when that doesn't happen, that's when you have a decision to make. And a lot of people are afraid to be alone. That being alone is a very scary thing, and that's what keeps a lot of people in relationships. But also, their heart is in it. And if it was good before, it can be good again. It's the lies that we tell ourselves, and so we we constantly feed ourselves this this um, dialogue, this storyline about what it was or what it is and what it can be, instead of what it what it truly is. And so, as long as we're thinking about what it can be, because we're remembering what it was it's hard for us to walk away.
0: And you make a very good point there. And Stace, I'm going to go to you on this because I think a majority of relationships that end badly usually end later than they should. A lot of times we see the red flags and we notice that something is wrong. But like Chandra said, we think about the good times and we're like, well, we can pivot back to that point. I mean, so how do you, how do you know when to hit the eject button? When is the, Red flag really a checkered flag and you need to be at the finish line.
3: Um, honestly, I think it comes with it comes with a person's maturity level. I mean, because if I could go back and talk to the person I was back then, I would have left the hold a whole lot sooner. Now, the way that I am now. It don't take a lot, you know, because I begin to look at things and I begin to analyze them. I begin I get in my head a lot and that's something that I'm working on. But I get in my head and I begin to have these conversations with myself. And once I'm kind of once I hit that point where I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna give you the same energy you giving me. It's time for me to move around because I have a big issue when we're talking about control. I have a big issue when I hear people who are in relationships, men and women alike, when they say, well, I let them or I let her. What, what is let? You know, that's like one of the biggest pet peeves. In my well, you know, I let him go hang out with the boys. Let he grown. You know, if he want to go, he go. <laughs> or I, I let her go to the club let see me i'm just different like that i wish a man would say he let me do something because then it's a problem i'm grown, and if i make a decision to do something i'm gonna do it period now respectfully if it's something that if i'm not married but if i was married respectfully i am gonna have a discussion with between my spouse and i and we're gonna come to the meeting of the minds But at the same time, I'm also that kind of person that when I begin to see certain things or I begin to feel a certain way, it's a good thing I have people like Chandra in my life. You know, I'll pick up the phone and I'll, you know, kind of vent to her and talk to her about some things. She says, Stacy, at the end of the day, what's the deal breaker for you? You know, it's okay for you to be blah, blah, this or blah, blah, that. But at the end of the day, it's your ultimate decision. And the reality is that we as people, we know what's right. A lot of times we like to kind of stay in it too long. And like um, this one lady said, you know, when you sit in a pig pen for too long, you don't smell it. It's time for you to come out of that. <laughs> you, you know what I'm talking about? When you're in funk for too long, you don't smell it. It's when you come up out of it and, and smell that fresh air, you'd be like, ugh. Was it, was I stinking like that? So, you know, you all have to, we all have to take accountability for what we allow and what Mm -hmm. we do, how long we sit in situations that we should have said goodbye to a long time ago. And a lot of times I think like Shonda said, you know, it's fear. It's, it's, it's being, uh, you're afraid to be alone or you don't want to hurt that person's feelings or, you know, your heart is in it. But at the same time, you got to love you so much that you can walk away unscathed and be okay with that.
0: All right. And yeah. And I think it's hard for a lot of people to walk away. You think about the time you invested and things of that nature, and not really considering the time you're going to lose in the future if you stay. Mm-hmm. Um, but or your with, life. <laughs> right. And that's what we're gonna get into now. We're gonna get ready to wrap things up. I want to talk about the dark side of being a control freak when people start snooping and stalking. Okay. Someone who is controlling can sometimes lash out when things don't go their way. Their insecurities may cause them to spy on you or, um, you know, all the way up to physically restrain or attack you. So uh, I I know Stacy, you said you, you've been in that situation before and has anyone else had a situation with a stalker or someone who was just doing a little bit too much snooping or things of that nature? No.
3: Unless they want to get beat up.
0: (laughs) No, but I lied
3: to you earlier. I lied to you. That wasn't the most dangerous thing he did. The last and ultimate thing was he pulled a rifle and cocked it in the back of my head. What what happened? What happened was I you know, I had hit the end of my rope. I finally something just finally knocked me upside the head and said, Girl, it's time for you to get out. And he didn't like the fact that I wanted to leave and he hit me and I hit him back. The fight was on. I guess I was so angry. I was getting the best of him. And when he realized that he wasn't going to take me down, he went in his closet. And as I was getting ready to pick my clothes and stuff up, he put the gun in the back of my head and cocked it. And me and my smart mouth said, "If you, I tell you what, you better kill me. Because if I come up and you put that gun down, I'm going to whoop your ass. You know, that's I don't know what made me say that, but I was like, if you're going to kill me, you better kill. me." You see, he didn't. But that was his last and final attempt to be like, you're going to be under my thumb no matter what. And yeah, I was ready to die that night. Literally, I was ready to die that night.
0: I mean, and no one wants to get to that point um, where those things escalate and, and, and that happens. And, Buck, let me go back to you, man, because in all honesty, a lot of times we can see things escalate and we can see things coming. And this goes to the whole domestic abuse thing where people don't ask for help um, when they're encountering problems such as this. So, Buck, what, what advice would you have to someone when they notice that things are escalating to the point to where it could be dangerous? Buck. Uh-oh, it looks like he may be, he may be frozen. Probably. We'll come back to him. And, Ray, let me go to you and ask you then, Ray, uh, what are some of the things you should do if you're noticing that it's starting to escalate and it feels to the point that it could be dangerous?
4: Well, I think you should, uh, should cut it off. But if you cut it off really, it's hard for it to get that dangerous. You know, if you cut it off the first week or two or something like that, you know, chances of somebody killing you over a two-week relationship is is slim to none. But um I think you, you have to choose your partners and mates and dates carefully. If you don't choose them carefully, anything can happen. You know, and it should be basic steps that you use to do that with. Is the person responsible? Uh how, with the other people around him, what do they think? Did you meet their family? Do they talk about their family? Uh, What do they like to do when they're not with you? All these things are going to be clues to let you know who they are. A lot of people say, oh, you know, I like him, but he do a little of this or he do a little of that. Okay, if you're an adult, you shouldn't be dealing with nobody, nothing illegal or sideways or none of that. So if you make those choices, anything is possible in the end result. So, you know, I think you just have to pick somebody that is credible and they do what they say they're going to do. If they do what they say they're going to do, then everything can work itself out. But the first time you see a sign of something going left, I mean really left, somebody have a different opinion, Say, you know, I don't think you should go out tonight because a lot of, you know, this going on, that going on, that's something different to somebody snatching you up and throwing you on the couch and locking the door and telling you you can't go, and then you all still cool tomorrow. That's your own fault after that.
0: True. Okay. Brad, you have anything to add? Any advice to people yeah. who are out there?
1: Yeah, I actually do. I, I think it really comes down to what we teach our children and about their own self-worth. Because if we teach them from an early age, how loved they are and how important they are to us. And that should anything happen, you know, when they're older and dating, that they're, they're too important to let their lives be led by other people, that the door is always open to talk to us, whether whoever you're most comfortable with, whether it's the mother, the father, the sister, the brother, the uncle, the aunt, whoever, that the door is always open. Because with these control freaks, they're they're beating them down. They're trying to destroy their self-worth. And if you have that basis from the beginning, it makes it that much more difficult to do so.
0: Okay. And Chandra, you know, he speaks about children. And a, a lot of younger generations are, you know, they're kind of used to getting what they want. You know, there's immediate gratification in almost everything we do from posting a Facebook pic and getting an immediate like and things of that nature. So, I mean, how can we, I guess, teach this younger generation that, um, you know, sometimes some, you know, well, not sometimes, all times people are off limits when it comes to trying to control them or thinking that they're your personal property to gratify, gratify whatever it is your desires are.
2: Well, I, I definitely agree with Brad that it we do need to. Um, instilling in our children self-worth, right? Because if you know your worth, it's hard for you to allow people to treat you any kind of way, right? How do we do this? I mean, today's society is, is crazy, you know, with, with social media because they want, all of us desire to be liked, loved, hugged. That's all, that's what we all want. And so, you know, when we talk about how do people get there, people get there because that's what we want. So if they're not being loved at home, if people aren't showing them that attention, not giving them that self-worth, they are, you know, this person is investing time and energy into them. This person has convinced them that I'm all that loves you. I'm the only one that cares about you. And so, with that you know it's hard to walk away from that especially if nobody else has ever given you that no one has ever given you that kind of attention before um but i think that too well we have to we have to make sure that we're there's a difference between um anyway i i i, I just really think that it's important to teach our children self-worth and i i like what he said too about keeping the door open with our parents because when someone starts cutting you off from the people that can you can run to um it can it can really get dangerous there's nowhere else you know and they know that they know that when when they know that those relationships are severed they know they have total and complete control over what happens to you or can happen to you it's not as easy as as walking away if the person Uh, flip the script, you know, one day I'm all loving and then the next day I'm slapping the crap out of you. That's not generally how it happens. What happens is they withhold affection, right? Mm -hmm. All that love and attention that they were giving you, they withhold when you don't get, when you don't do a decision that they want you to do. It doesn't happen, it doesn't immediately go, now sometimes it do, but rarely does it go immediately into physical abuse. It's emotional hostage. They hold you Mm -hmm. emotionally hostage. And that's how that stuff begins to build. And you want that love, you want that attention. And so you, you know, you do things, but if they had that self-worth, then they would be less likely to fall into those traps.
0: Very good. It's very important. And, you know, it's just, we've we've seen tons of movies uh, throughout our lifetimes with people dealing with stalkers, you know, these sleeping with the enemy type movies and it's hard to imagine that for some people that's that's real life. You know, for Stacy, you know, that, that that was real life. And it's very scary. And I, I definitely would love to see people do everything they can and use all their resources to avoid being put in that situation. You know, we can't always help sometimes the situations we get in, but a lot of times our decisions kind of lead up to that. And, and it's 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 definitely something that people need to be aware of and use their resources. From family and friends or whatever to help get out of that situation. All right. So next week we will be discussing um, office romances and flirting, things of that nature. Is it cool to have a work booth? That's no. next Tuesday, <laughs> September 14th, 7.30 PM central time on the talk to Q radio show. I got some guests coming on to discuss that. <laughs> But we will go ahead and get to our final thoughts and and wrap things up. And, Ray, I'll start with you, man, for your final thoughts.
4: Yeah, this is an interesting show because a lot of people are being controlled and a lot of people uh, don't really know what control is. They need to stop and think. And like the guest was saying, that you know, a lot of times the manipulation starts with the good treatment, and then all of a sudden they take the affection away, and then if someone has low self-esteem, but they weren't getting that before they met the individual, then they may rely on that individual to make them feel the way that they need to feel, so, you know, it's, it's, it's a mind game, but I think if you're young men or a young lady, you have to have control of your own mind. You can't let, you know, someone tell you what to do now, we can talk about what I'm going to do or make a suggestion, but if somebody tell you, no, you're not doing this, no, you're not doing that, and, you know, taking your phone and turning it off and locking it in a box and all this kind of stuff, and they got their phone out, but they lock yours up, and then, you know, you get your phone back and you still sitting up there the next day, that's your own fault, you know. I don't understand how people can really be, smart in school, be an adult, work, a job and everything else, and let somebody basically take over everything that they do. You know, tell them how to spend their money, tell them where to go. And well, you get off work, you only got 30 minutes to get home. I don't care how much traffic it is out there. And you know, you hear all these type of stories. Yeah. But you as the person in a relationship, you have to control the situation or you have to get help whether it's a family member, whether it's church or anywhere, to get away from a situation and don't go back. Because once a person do like that, what do you have to talk about? What are they call you on the phone to apologize for acting like that? There is no apology for like that. Let it go, move on and go forward. And the earlier the better. But good show.
0: All right. Thanks a lot, man. And I definitely agree with you reaching out to whoever um the, is the is the first step and so I appreciate that. And Chandra, if you can give your final thoughts on the evening.
2: Okay? Um I think that one of the things that we didn't necessarily talk about, I know we we talked a little bit, but it happens to men too, right? So when mm-hmm. we talk about domestic violence or control and abuse that also happens to men. And it's, and, and just like with anything else, it's most of the time it starts with that emotional or psychological manipulation. And so we have to be mindful of that. And, and also um, just because someone appears charming, right? So I'm saying this to family members and friends, just because he or she appears charming, appears all together. If your friend is coming to you or your family member is coming to you and telling you something, you need to believe it. Because that's, that's, that is that's a true sign of a person that, um, a control freak, they are charming. They don't want you to know that they are this way. So you won't see it unless they allow you to see it. And your family member will definitely know if they're being controlled. And so if they share that with you, believe them and, and, and assist them in getting help because it took a lot of courage to come there.
0: Definitely all right and real quick um, plug your show and let everybody know where they can find you
2: i i'm also uh so the chase lounge is um on spotify apple we are definitely on all of the medias and so if you are interested in um learning more about relationships and talking about that you can definitely uh, listen in every fourth Thursday of the month. I do a new episode and we talk about everything from online dating to mistresses to everything in between.
0: <laughs> All right, cool. I will definitely put a link in the show notes for those to check you out. And, um, I think I listened to I'm trying to remember the name of the episodes. The last one you and Stacy, Stacy was on there as well.
2: Yeah. Relationship uh, table talk.
0: Okay, now, What are you bringing to the table? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That discussion is very popular on Facebook about what people bring to the table. So I thought that was a pretty good discussion. Mm-hmm. And uh, I appreciate you joining the show. I definitely will have you back. And Stacy, can I get your final thoughts?
3: I just say be in control of your own mind. Don't allow anybody con- to control your mind. And I also say, listen to that thing called intuition, because when you begin to deal with somebody and you begin to see signs and you begin to feel a certain kind of way, nine times out of, nine times out of 10, that's your intuition tapping at you. Mm-hmm. So if it don't feel right, or if it seemed like this person is trying to, you know, start in the moments, like Chandra says, being charming, then begin to try to break you down little bit by little bit. hmm you know, let me give it to my big girls. If he tell you, baby, you, you, they the dress too tight for you. They don't look right on you. Be like, that's all right. I, it look good to me. So you don't have to worry about it. I just say, control your own mind. Because at the end of the day, God gave us intuition for a reason. He gave it to us for a reason. And when things just don't feel right in your gut, it's time for you to have a conversation with yourself.
0: All right. Most definitely. And real, really quick plug what you do um and where they my, can two, find you my um
3: uh, well we got a website coming out called twin is being revamped it's called twin soul productions T-W-I-N-S-O-L productions with s.com um that's with my twin sister and i where we do live events with independent artists um working both here domestically and about to start doing some shows internationally and i also do coffee with cream i'm one of the hosts with chandra and she and i are you know kind of sitting back right now to revamp that because we're talking about bringing some powerful stuff uh out with that podcast So, you know you guys stay tuned
0: all right i appreciate you joining the show it's very nice to meet you and have you on thank you and buck are you there man Get your final thoughts.
5: Sure. <clears throat> well, I mean, good show tonight. I mean, we need to we need to recognize the warning signs or the red flags, as we say, when you see these things happening in a relationship. Uh, sometimes they're easier to spot than not. But in any event, you know, if you can catch them on early, you know, get out. Don't stay in a relationship any longer than you have to, especially when it's going the wrong way. You know, and they're trying to be controlling in these in these instances. Because in the long run, you could put yourself in a situation where it could be, you know, it could cost you. And, it, you know, it could cost you several ways. And I don't think we need to go over those. So, mm-hmm. and know, a lot of people try to stay in relationships because, you know, for different reasons. Even if it's a controlling one. Um, mm-hmm. They stay in it, you know, for financial gain or... Um, or, you know, just, you know, because they're, they're afraid to do it alone, sex, whatever, whatever the case may be. But is it really worth it? Because in the long run, you know, you have to be happy. And, you know, that's the main thing. If you're not happy in a relationship, then you cut, you know, cut bait and move on. And that's, you know, you just got to be smart when it comes to that. But great show. Glad to have all the uh, panelists on tonight. And everybody enjoy the rest of the week.
1: Thank you very much, sir. Brian, shut it down for me, man. All right. Uh, Just to quickly address something that Ray had said, um, people can be successful in all manners of their life, but they can still be insecure with themselves. So it's important that we let those around us know that they're loved and that we're always there for them. And then, in fact, when this is all said and done, I'm going to be posting another link to the show and letting all my friends and family know that, you know what, I am always available to speak to, whether it's by text, by phone, by email, whatever, because if they ever have anything that concerns them, I'd rather them reach out to me and then find out it's really nothing than the reverse. So just to let the people know around you that you care. That's gonna be the first step to preventing this. All right. Thank you, sir. And you want to plug um your Twitter? My Twitter is what is my Twitter right now? Uh, I I think I changed it, didn't I? Um is oh it's a yeah, no, it's still beer bubble up, you know. B-E-R-B-U-B-B-E-L-A-H, beer bubble up. I talk about all kinds of shit. <laughs>
0: all right man i appreciate you coming on always good to have you safe travels as you continue thanks. your your uh, trek back to the east coast yes and my thanks to all of you and i would like for you all to hold on for just a moment while i close the show but uh i i definitely appreciate all of you being here and joining this evening and that's going to do it for this episode of talk to q radio Show. Again, you can follow me on all things social media at Talk to Q, uh, Talk the number two Q. You can find me pretty much anywhere by doing that. Like Shaquille O'Neal said, you can Google me. But um, I hope that everyone enjoyed the show. You've been listening to the Talk to Q Radio Show. We'll see you next Tuesday. Have a good one.